Four essential considerations for SEO in restricted industries with Marco Bonomo. The InSearch SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. Do you work in an industry that's heavily restricted in terms of what you're able to do from an SEO perspective? That's precisely the challenge that my guest today faces. He's a contributor for Search Engine Land and Search Engine Watch, has spoken at Brighton SEO and SMXL Italy, and is currently Global SEO Lead at Philip Morris International. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Marco Bonomo. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. Hey, Marco. Great to have you on. Uh, well, Marco heads up the SEO for icos.com and vive-vape.com. So, Marco, why make it difficult for yourself and work in an industry that restricts what you can do from an SEO perspective? Well, I would say it's a, it's a big challenge um, because uh, uh, I always had a career, always work on like pretty much e-commerce web- websites where pretty much you got, uh, you, you're kind of selling the, the product of, of somebody else. But in this case, uh, Philip Morris with all these, uh, uh, for example, Frycos, which is a heated tobacco device, um, the point is that we are also the manufacturer, so we got full control of uh, um, the, the quality of the products, uh, the distribution, uh, how the product is going to look like, uh, the kind of flavors, this kind of... Uh, so it's in the kind of fact that uh, we are in charge of what we're selling and how we're selling it, it makes worth the, I would say, the, the journey in uh, working in a, such an industry like uh, the tobacco industry in SEO as well. Okay, the fact that it's more challenging once you actually see the final result makes it more rewarding. Definitely, yeah, that's my point. So today you're sharing your four essential considerations for SEO in restricted industries. So starting off with number one, images. Yeah, so um, from my point of view, we need to uh, split. We need to uh, make a distinction between uh, the product images, which is something you can see, uh, you know, the kind of product with a white background you can find, for example, in Amazon and the kind of uh, the lifestyle image, which is something you can, uh, uh, where you basically have uh, the products and a person using the products or like, you know, posing posing with the products. Depending on the legal setting of the particular country where you're selling the products, um, some like one category or the other category could be legal. So you need to be careful. There is always a really good collaboration for the CEO team uh, uh, who run the websites and the legal team, because this is a really quite delicate uh, point for the SEO for restricted industries. So just in case, if uh, the particular market doesn't allow you to display um, product images or lifestyle images, it's a good idea to no, no index the images. So my recommendation is to add uh, a, um, the no index tag on the um, HTTP header of that uh, image. That will save uh, save definitely lots of headaches. What uh, I, in my opinion, what's really surprised me is that some countries, uh, for example, Denmark, they don't even allow you to legally display the, the image of the products. So for ICOs in Denmark, we had to display like this is uh, for more information, contact, uh, contact us because you cannot even show even a blurred image of the products. So it really depends on the setting of, uh, uh, of the legal setting of the particular country. And in countries that do allow you to 
display images? Does that mean that there's an opportunity to drive traffic from Google image search? Well, for example, for ICOS, it's a lot of uh, branded traffic. So um, definitely, definitely it's, it, it, it's helping out because people they tend to identify with the products with a specific you know, brand image. So it's definitely really, really helping. So adding also social data, uh, everything that could help, you know, uh, have Google and other search engines to display the best of the images you, you have. And your number two consideration is videos. So similarly to the, to the images, videos, they play also an important part. For example, for ICOS, we got uh, quite a strong, uh, um, quite a good lineup for videos about tutorials, about how to clean ICOS, um, what if it doesn't work, uh, you know, if there is a blinking light and something, something like that. So if you create uh, this kind of uh, material, and for example, you got a YouTube channel, we got several YouTube channels for different markets. Um, we tend to we um, we tag all the contents as for an audience, an adult audience. So in this case, basically the the user who's clicking on the on the video, they need to uh, kind of verify they are um, they are an adult um, audience. So there is a kind of age verification. So YouTube is quite safe. Uh, it's definitely a safe place for uh, displaying all these kind of videos. Where at the same time, if you got these kind of videos, but on straight on the website, uh, there is something you can do. Obviously, there is an age, uh, age gate before accessing the uh, the video itself. So mm -hmm. before accessing the website, uh, in this case, uh, there is the risk. Uh, let's say that uh, uh, Google is uh, picking the video and displaying a preview, a preview on the search results. So in this case, uh, the kind of work we done for Icos is to place um, a line of codes for each page of uh, basically site-wide, which is called the max video preview, which basically if you set to zero uh, this tag, you, um, you ask Google, you ask Google bots not to display any preview. So you got a static image. So even if a minor is uh, seeing the particular video on the search um, results page, they cannot see the content of the video. They can just see the basically the thumbnail. You mentioned YouTube there. Can YouTube act as a way to discover your videos um, for people that actually aren't aware of the brand? Um, yes or no, it really depends on the, the policy of the company. Uh, for example, PMI has got a quite a strict uh, policy. So uh, unless I think it's the audience is more like 75% 75 uh, um, made by adults people, mm. uh, we, we don't display any, any like, you know, branding or anything like that. This one is a different story because it was more a tutorial. Um, so it's really up to the company, definitely. Okay, understood. Um, and legally speaking, I mean, I, I had a look um, at your website um, this morning and um, you were saying that you, you had to tick um, to be over 18, but also the fact that you were a nicotine, an active nicotine user at the moment. Um, is that mm. something that um, every country has to do or is that a, a law that's just applicable to the UK where I happen to be in? Well, we like to display the fact that uh, heated tobacco is a kind of way to definitely help people quit smoking. So uh, if, you, if you're a smoker and uh, you quit, better, that will be the best choice. But definitely if you can't uh, switch totally off, uh, heated tobacco is a, is a good alternative. Is one of uh, is considered also by the FDA can be uh, marketed as a uh, as an alternative to uh, to smoking, 
So it, it, it is a good thing that, you know, nowadays you've got plenty of alternatives. And as part of that age, um, that, that gate um, that I mentioned, uh, an age gate, um, consideration number three is part of that as well. So um, how does that work in terms of how search engines view it? Can, can they view the content behind that gate quite easily? I would say this is a really good, uh, it is an excellent point because uh, first of all, uh, from my point of view, we need to make sure that probably the main takeaway is this, uh, everything that the user sees and everything that Google bots, uh, search engine bot sees has to be the same. Mm-hmm. So we need at any cost, avoid any kind of cloaking. So any, you know, display a particular uh, page or image to the, to the display or another one to the user. Uh, so the page has to be exactly the same. We want to avoid any can, any sort of uh, clocking. And also, uh, we need to consider one thing. Um, from a Google perspective, uh, they always say for many, many years that there is no, um, um, there is no problem when you display an, an uh, age gate because uh, obviously you got something like mine restricted industry where you need to verify somehow that the user has to be an, from an old, um, old, old audience. Um, but this thing also has got a minimal uh, impact on, on the page speed. So there is also like, a, you know, it has to be there, but has to be as lean uh, as quick as possible. So this is another point that we are, we are always, always uh, trying, to, trying to make uh, uh, this age gate uh, as light, as, as quick as possible. Um, so this is another good point. Uh, if you got, you know, if you work in SEO in this kind of industries, this is another point to uh, to consider. Also, another thing, he has to be displayed the age gates when you add all um, uh, the information. Has to be loaded before you see anything on the page, because it's good for um, what well, you don't see. You don't give away anything, and also that uh, um, as soon as you click, you verify your age, the page is already loaded. So the user does have to wait, you know, twice to see the content. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the source code of the page that the user has landed on, can you actually see the text of the content that um, is on the main page? You should be able to. Yeah. yeah. Should be accessible to both. And obviously, um, I guess you want to have many pages on your website to be indexed. Um, is it... Um, is it more challenging to get many pages from your site to be indexed because of the age gate? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So the age gate obviously has to be de- uh, deployed uh, site-wide, but uh, uh, indexation shouldn't be affected by this kind of you know age verification. Um, so is it just a normal website from the perspective of trying to get as many pages as possible indexed? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Obviously, we're investing a lot in uh, content, tutorials, and also like product pages, this kind of stuff. So obviously, they, we aim to maximize indexation and uh, crawlability for the, for the website. And at the moment, obviously, you're asking people to indicate that they're a certain age. Um, is there anything that's likely to come down the line in the future that will actually do a job of automatically trying to verify if someone is the age that they say they are? Well, some markets, they make things a bit more difficult. So it really depends on the legal set or the market. Uh, for example, I think Canada, uh, you need to add, uh, the, for example, the, the, um, uh, your ID. Mm-hmm. So you, you need basically to be a registered user. They need to verify. It's a kind of next level of verification. 
it might be that in the future more countries this uh, kind of uh, uh, restricted uh, scope could be expanded to other countries it's really up to you know the the, the legal setting of the uh, of the markets Understood. Okay. And your consideration number four is geofencing. Yeah, it is another good, uh, it is a kind of tricky point because, uh, um, for example, ICOS, uh, uh, our main product, is available in uh, dozens, dozens of, of markets. So there is always, is always a bit tricky because uh, um, what is legal in one market maybe is not next door in another market. Mm-hmm. You've got plenty of, plenty of uh, um, like, uh, countries that are are confining each other for example uh, you, you got uh, especially in Europe in Europe we got awful lots of uh, um, uh, different countries and uh, what is uh, for example I'm talking about think about Switzerland uh, small countries but where you display four different languages because you got Italian French you got English you got German so it's very easy to for, 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 um, for example for Google Italy, uh, sorry for an um, ICOS Italy to since, since it's a bigger website mm. to have pages indexed on uh, um, Google uh, Switzerland. So um, to avoid any any kind of the, these sort of issues, we liked um, we implemented a thing called uh, geofencing, where basically if you're not <clears throat> physically if you don't have an IP an IP address in that countries you've been redirected to your, the country where you're living in. Okay. This is the setting, uh, this is probably the most strict uh, setting you can, uh, you can implement. But it's also one of the most, uh, uh, one of the trickiest because uh, it's um, many things obviously can, can go wrong. The IT has to be super on the, uh, super aware of any kind of particular issues. So, so, um, so sorry, if you're a logged in user, then obviously you'll know where someone normally lives. So if they happen to be on holiday in a certain country, then um, if your website shouldn't be accessible in that country, they'll redirect to the one where the user is registered in. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, it works uh, at, at least for us. For us to give, this is basically the setting we decided to um, to to have to give the the, mo- the best protection to the user. So, so if a user hasn't been on your website before, then how would that experience work for them? Then it's based on the IP on the IP of uh, your 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 you know the internet access you you're using. So even if you're not registered, it's you've been you're not using accessing a website which is not part of your countries. Mm-hmm. You've been redirected to to your to this uh, to the ICOs of your country. Okay, okay, sure. No, I was just trying to establish if um mm-hmm. if, if if you were maybe in a country that uh, didn't have access to the website, um, then what your experience would be if it was the first time that you visited the ICOS website and you hadn't been on before? So if you live in a country which doesn't have uh, uh, any a market where we're not selling uh, the products uh, yet, basically you got, uh, you've been, uh, um, you got a notice, you, got, you go to the kind of uh, uh, global landing page where we display Sorry, your product is not available in your country, mm. and we are sorry for for the, for the convenience. Wow, I mean, I've I've, I've worked for big um, international websites before that had um, the same challenges that you indicated with um, with certainly French, for example. You've got um, mm. French in Switzerland and France and um, other countries as well, and had the wrong version of the website in French displaying in France itself, but. Um, 
I didn't go as far to actually also face that challenge uh, for a website that also had some kind of age gate on it as well. So um, an extra challenge that you face, well, many extra challenges that you face as well. Definitely. And if I can add, there is also like a different version of uh, geo uh, geofencing, which is a, probably is much simpler version, which is called a, a, like a geo uh, like blocking, simply blocking the the IPs of foreign uh, f- foreign IPs. So, for example, let me give you an example more related to to, to tobacco. Uh, there is a product called Snus, which is it's extremely popular in uh, Sweden. So it's basically a kind of tobacco you need to uh, you you just store keep, keep in your in your mouth. Since uh, 1992, the EU banned this kind of product. So it's not possible if you live in the EU to buy this kind of product. But uh, Sweden joined the EU in 1995. When they joined, they basically um, being granted by an exclusion because was was part of their uh, what they asked for to, mm. to to join in the in the EU, and basically you got a product which is legal, totally legal to be sold in Sweden, but it's not a, it's not it's illegal to, to buy from from the rest of Europe. So in this case, uh, you need to block uh, all the different IPs outside uh, outside Sweden. Wow. I'm sure we could have a conversation just about that, but uh, maybe yeah. It, and trust me, the legal setting it varies country to country. So mm. you need to have a very, very strong team, uh, strong legal team to fully understand the extent of the law. Or maybe a conversation to be continued at some point. So, but yeah, <laughs> let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. So what's one SEO activity you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? Well, um, personally speaking, I think probably internal linking. Internal linking, if you're really uh, strong with... Uh, contents, uh, backlinks, uh, you got a decent structure of the website. Uh, the single uh, components that will allow you to, to improve uh, rankings and uh, crawlability on the website, it's definitely the internal linking. Great thoughts. Well, I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Marco at Marco Bonomo SEO on Twitter. Marco, thanks for being on the InSearch SEO podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. Hold up. 